And she came in and I said, how, she was wondering how I was feeling. I said, I feel pretty good except for this like persistent thing in my chest here. And she took one look at the EKG and she said, Audrey, you've had a heart attack. Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast wellness spot, where we focus on health and wellness and how you can reclaim your health and life today. You're in the right place if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you've been helping so many others. It's time to help yourself. In a time when health and wellness can be so confusing, I'll share my knowledge as a nurse and 20 years in wellness and help you navigate through. You will hear stories of people who have used the Shackley products, including me, as they have truly been a game changer for health. And I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to pay attention to your health and how making a smart plan with natural choices can help you live your best life today. Well, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Moira Gorski, and we are talking wellness today. And uh, again, so glad that you come back to listen and to learn. And I just love to share. I mean, we know that through this journey of, I know, uh, through the journey of being a mom of someone with a life-threatening mental health disorder, that has put a lot of stress on me and our family and many around us. And I have learned a lot about stress over the years and the impact that it has, you know, not only on our mental wellness, but our physical wellness too. And I met uh, my guest today in my networking um, life. And as she shared her story about helping other people with their stress, she also shared that the reason why she doesn't did that is because stress had such a huge negative impact on her health. And, um, you know, thankfully, she's alive to speak about it. And um, again, has gone on to help other people uh, with their stress based on what she's learned. So today, Audrey Weidman uh, joins us. She is a stress mastery coach at this point, and uh, really quite um, skilled to help other people with their health um, related to stress. But uh, welcome, Audrey. I'm excited for you to share your story today and for us to have a conversation about stress. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's nice to have you. And I was just shocked as well, and maybe I shouldn't have been, but um, I know that stress is has been a big part of um, my journey here. Um, but I guess I was shocked when I heard your story that it really had caused you to have a major mental or not a uh, uh, physical you know, the impact that it had physically on you. So let's start out with your story and um, kind of what happened and, you know, just share with us about that, the stress and your, and your physical health. Sure. Well, I, uh, about, this happened about four years ago or so. I actually was a health and wellness coach and um, had been given some indication that I really needed to uh, pay attention to my cholesterol levels because uh, they were high and I had have family history of that. And they actually did some blood work to show that I absorbed too much cholesterol from my food and I um, also make too much in my liver. There's like genetic blood work that can be done to ascertain that. So I was embarked on a very rigorous thing because they said, you got you to gotta go on statins or make changes. And I said, I'll vote for the mo- make changes, give me three months. 
And what I was able to do was to lower my cholesterol by 40 points into the normal range. And I, in the process of doing so, I lost 12 pounds of belly fat and, you know, was really on a great physical transformation and just felt very empowered with that. And in the fall of 2016, I was doing yard cleanup, you know, right before the snow flies in October. And I, all of a sudden, I felt really dizzy and I had a burning sensation in my chest area. And I thought, oh, well, that's from all this yard work I've been doing, or maybe it's from the yoga practice I did yesterday because I hadn't gone in a while. And I thought, oh, it's just muscle stuff, but it was different. And my husband even said, you know, this kind of is scaring me. I think you should go to the ER. And I said, nah, I have my regularly scheduled annual appointment on Monday. And I'll just, you know, address it then because I was so fully confident that I was in great physical shape. And What I found out is after I ran to the train and walked all the way down um, to Michigan Avenue in Chicago, um, you know, a number of blocks, like seven blocks or so, I was in my annual appointment. And the first thing that they did was they do an EKG even before I see the doctor. So I had a baseline uh, and she came in and I said, she was wondering how I was feeling. I said, I feel pretty good except for this like persistent thing in my chest here. And she took one look at the EKG and she said, Audrey, you've had a heart attack. And I said to her, I have a friend from California who who is here, like she's waiting for me at a restaurant. Could I please meet her for lunch and then go to the hospital? You know, it made sense to me at the time because I had run to the train, walked down Michigan Avenue and all this. And she said, honey, you've just had a heart attack and you need to get yourself over to the ER right away. And I was in downtown Chicago and I ended up taking a a taxi um, over to Northwestern University where I was very happy I ended up being because I ended up having a very rare type of a heart attack, which uh, when they went in with the, um, oh gosh, what is it called, the catheter to inspect my arteries, there was no plaque in my arteries, kind of testament to my, you know, overall healthy lifestyle. But what they found instead was a tear in my arterial wall. And it's something called a SCAD, a spontaneous coronary artery dissection. And it's actually the leading cause of death amongst women who are under 50. Now, I happen to be over 50. But for the most part, like 90% of it is stress-induced. And what can happen is, uh, you know, thoughts become things. And when you think perpetual negative thoughts about yourself or you are under perpetual uh, stress, it can manifest in ways that you don't want to have happen. Like your epigenetics change, like your genes have a, a choice of expressing themselves one way or the other, and you want them to be favorably expressed instead of the other way around. So yeah, it was like, it shook me to the core, really did. Yeah, I could only imagine. And um, I, you know, I'm 
really glad that we're giving light to that because I think I've hear it many times when we're when it's heart health month, right? I think in February, they talk about women uh, having different symptoms that perhaps than a male would have. And um, a lot of times they miss the, the fact that they're having some type of heart issue. And certainly this is something that, like you said, you didn't, I mean, you were taking care of yourself. You were on a path to better health, if you will, based on uh, the choices that you were making. And yet uh, there was, you know, yet there was this issue. I mean, can you speak to like what was happening in your life that was there real unusual undue stress or was it the stress of life and working full time or what was that stress that was and those thoughts and whatnot that was happening prior to this? Yeah, well, the stress that I had was self-imposed and I realized that that was the case that I had done the heart attack to myself about two to three weeks after, after the first feeling of like, how could this happen to me and feeling the victim and just like scared, I realized I had done it to myself. And what I had was doing was thinking, I'm not good enough. I should be farther along doing the comparison game uh, with other people. Like I really expected like so many things in my life that I've done, I've always been very, very successful. And I couldn't believe that I couldn't be successful at being a health coach. Uh, and I was, you know, after I had demonstrated, like, I know I walked the talk and I thought it would just be, you know, inspiring maybe for other people to say, yeah, I want some of that. And what I realized is that I just, uh, for one thing, I just didn't, I wasn't very compassionate to myself. And that lack of compassion probably transmits itself to other people in that they can sense that there's something there that's amiss with the energy. Um, when like, I don't know how, how much you believe in this, Moira, but I, I mean, everything really is energy. And a lot of times you can walk into a room and feel like the heebie-jeebies because the energy is off. Or you can walk into a room going, wow, I feel so at home. I just, or you love being around certain people because of the energy they give off. And I'm sure I gave off that energy that wasn't um, very, you know, open or something. But Anyway, I was thinking, I was actually listening to John Maxwell on leadership. I was listening to a podcast that he was doing, and he was interviewing all these unlikely people in their success, like high school dropouts and, you know, all this. And I'm like, I can't freaking believe that they're successful and I'm not. And then I had this chest pain that like all of a sudden I got really dizzy and how it was different from muscle soreness is that it, there was a burn to it, like heart burn, which I never get. I don't have digestive issues, but it was like heartburn. And um, so like my first message is if you notice something unusual like that, pay attention. And I think by me telling my story often enough, I've inspired a few women saying, you know what? I had a chest pain and I went to the doctor and I'm okay and I'm okay with it being just, you know, not a heart 
a heart attack or not anything to do with my heart. Because like if it were a guy and he'd say, I've got this heart pain or this chest pain, you'd have no compulsion but to say, go to the ER. And if it wasn't a heart attack or anything to do with your heart, you'd say, okay. But for some reason, a lot of women think that uh, they're imposing upon people or they're just making a mountain out of a molehill. Don't do it, ladies. Like, pay attention to your body. Yeah. Well, and I think that maybe some people were waiting for this big story of all of this stress, but not that that's not big, but that's like, so, I mean, I go through the same thing myself. I get sucked into the comparison game and the imposter syndrome of, wow, look at all these people on my team that are so successful. And why can't I move my business forward at the pace that I want? And, and, and because I'm a health and wellness coach as well, and I have a great story to tell and, and, you know, just, I could relate to everything that you said. And Again, I want the message to be, too, that it doesn't have to be, as we talked about in another podcast, too, it doesn't have to be a big S, like a big stress. It can be the small stresses, because we talked in another podcast about the big T trauma. There can be lots of traumas. There can be lots of stresses that are almost like, if I can use what they shared with me on that podcast, was like little paper cuts. And like those little stresses and those little stresses and one little paper cut doesn't really hurt that much. It's a little bit of an annoyance, right? But then all of that, you know, piled up over time has a big, big impact. And that happened to you and again, can happen to so many of the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. And the, I guess the other underlying cause of my stress was that um, I was a real estate, I am a real estate investor. And in 2008, when the, you know, the real estate market just absolutely tanked, I was beside myself because we had invested our daughter's college education funds in homes, which now they used to have equity and, and cash flow. And now there was no equity and no cash flow and all the money that we had saved was gone. Like, you know, so that was like the beginning of a financial stress that just perpetuated. And I mean, I know I carried that forward. I felt like a lot of guilt around having gotten our family involved in real estate and like putting my daughter's college funding into jeopardy. But you know, the thing is, it ended up working out. And so like, I should have just like accepted it. Because, uh, because of the hard financial hit that we had against our income for several years, because we had so such big losses, we had to keep carrying them forward. (laughs) For several years, my daughters qualified for financial grants, Mm. like in, and our um, college education, like the, the amount that we spent on our college education was a fraction of what it would have been had everything continued to go up and all that. So I should just be grateful. And we got very creative in our college search and, you know, but still I was always thinking, how do I regain what we've lost? Because we lost about half of our net worth, uh, you know, in, you know, that meltdown. And so, you know, it just was perpetuating. And I was just feeling, God, I'm not contributing and blah, blah, blah. And it's just this continuous negative self-talk. And the longer you think of it, 
um, the worse it becomes. I don't know if you're familiar with Louise Hay at all. I am a little bit, but yeah, you can, I am, let's talk, you know, we can share with the listeners a little bit more about that. Yeah, Louise Hay has a book called Heal Your Body, Heal Your Life. And there are perpetual things, like when you talk to yourself and you keep going and going on a consistent negative thought, it can manifest into disease. And in my case, I should just get this out because I keep it in my, uh, I keep it in my wallet as a reminder. I'll pull it out here. But in my case, it was the thought of like trying to pursue a financial, like everything for financial gain and making that first. And what it says, like the countering thought to to my heart attack was I bring joy back to the center of my heart. I express love to all because you see, I was like putting financial gain ahead of my, my own joy ahead of my family and all that. And so it's a powerful book. If you ever have a chance, even if you've checked it out from the library and you have a certain symptom that you are wondering, like, why am I having this? Remember your your genes can choose to express depending upon the thinking that you have going on and it can set off a new biological you know biochemical reaction to manifest into disease so i'd highly recommend that book i thought it was very like it was like yep i did it to myself i put financial gain ahead of everything else and like thought life had to be a grind until i got the the money back but that didn't happen. <laughs> right, right, right. So you were stopped. Um, yeah, I do have that. I'm pretty sure because can somebody else mention that? And I know we have that book. It's either here or it's at my husband's office. But um, mm. thanks for the reminder, because it is I, I know I've referenced it a couple of times. And um, it's really amazing when you think about even again, if it's if it's um, a pain in your arm and then you look at that and it's like wow really that's what that means I mean it's really mm-hmm. um, it's really pretty fascinating and um, again a previous interview that I just did today talks about how you know pain and stress is stored in the body in certain places and uh, that's really kind of along that same lines that um, we really need to pay attention to that because as it's stored in that part of the body it can cause damage and manifest itself into disease right um, so let's well, so let's move on. Like what, so from this, you learned about stress and what you were doing to yourself, yeah. if you will. And then you decided to learn more and right. master that. It became a matter of life and death because mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't keep on the way I had. And what I decided to do is shortly after my heart attack, I was luckily tapped in to a really great network and I know this coach who happens to be an Eden's energy practitioner. I don't know if you're familiar with Eden's energy. Mm-mm. It's a way of moving energy in your body because energy flows in meridians all throughout your body. And when disease manifests, you've got a block in the energy. And I thought there, like, I know like for stress, you're supposed to meditate, but I'm like, 
yeah, I, I really can't do that right now because I'm so stressed out. I just have no capacity to be able to meditate. So I started out with like clearing the energetic field with Eden's energy. And um, I, I, two or three weeks after my heart attack, I was in her class. It was like a two-day two day class and it was very beneficial. And I started, it was something I could do. It's kinesthetic like moving, it's sort of like tapping, you know, that you tap on different meridian points and uh, stretch your body in certain ways to allow the energy to flow. And I felt like that was something I could do. And then from there, uh, while I was in cardiac rehab, I ran into a friend of mine who was a nurse substituting over the Christmas holidays. And she's like, why are you here? Oh my God, you're here. Uh, and I said, yeah. And she goes, Audrey, we have to have, you know, we got to, together. And she said, you have to learn how to meditate. And I'm like, yeah, right. And she uh, said, you know, there's transcendental meditation where it's coached, where you spend four successive days, um, not all day, but you get this coaching that helps to direct you and focus your mind. And I thought, yeah, I think I'm ready to do that. It was in January and I had the heart attack in October. So I knew I needed to practice. And from there, you know, I guess um, I did do it like every day. I wasn't quite sure if I was doing it right. And I kept searching online for stress management, stress, you know, stress management, I guess. And I came along one of my mentors, Dr. Heidi Hanna, and she has a stress mastery program. And I went through that with the American Institute of Stress. Uh, I'm an, a certified uh, stress mastery educator. And I learned a lot about the neuroscience of stress and how it works. And, you know, basic techniques that you can use, like breath work is by far the easiest thing that you can do that everybody has the capacity to do. It's basically slowing down your breath and having a longer exhale than an inhale just helps calm what's called the parasympathetic response or the rest and relaxation response. And, um, you know, that's like one of my key tools uh, that I, I use over and over again, like, you know, almost every day because, you know, it's not that I'm super stressed every day, but it's just really nice how you end up feeling when you're breathing and all relaxed and everything. Well, and I think that that's um, when you say you're not super stressed every day, it don't, we don't, I want people to hear that we don't have to be, but the purpose, you know, and such the, the purpose of doing the meditation and the breath work is to, is to do that kind of neuro programming and calming down the parasympathetic and, and practicing so that, you can be at a more relaxed state. And when those stressors come by, you're better able to handle them. You know, it's kind right. of, and it's that I've spoken before on the podcast about the power of yoga. It's not necessarily what you're accomplishing on the yoga mat, but it's helping to get into this practice so that when you have stressors that come along in your life, what you practice on the yoga mat or on the meditation cushion you're able to use that when those stressors come, come your way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that they told me I couldn't do, because I did love yoga. Um, 
and my cardiologist said, you cannot do yoga because you can't put your head below your heart. You can't do any exercise like that. Well, for anybody who thinks that they can't do yoga, there is something called yin yoga and or therapeutic yoga. And I had been speaking with one of my friends who is in a different state, you know, who learned of my heart attack. And she said, Audrey, you should look for yin yoga. And I did find a studio near me and it was life-changing. I mean, that I could just go back and do something kind of normal again. And, um, you know, the mindfulness that you have, like when you are stressed, you have very little creativity because you are focused on the problem very narrowly. And when you are more spacious and open and happy, it's, you can broaden your search and you're a lot more creative and coherent and likable. There's all kinds of reasons. It's really practical to not be stressed. It's really practical to be happy because you're your best self when you're happy and people like you more. So, you know, it's always a good thing to strive to, for happiness. Right. Well, and like you said earlier, the, I, that idea of energy, that when someone, when someone comes around you and you're happy and you're less stressed, you, you do exude a bit of like a, just you exude that positive energy. And on the other hand, when you're so stressed, and again, like, you know, in this little, we're using our hands here of in this little <laughs> box of stress, again, you're just so closed off, but being able to, you know, handle your stress and be happy and things like that, you're just opening yourselves up to so many wonderful opportunities, be it with mm-hmm. yourself, um, creativity, or just opportunities of connection with, with others. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. seeing possibilities like, oh, that's something I didn't think about before. Or, mm-hmm. oh, there's something that I should look into. Uh, you're just a lot more aware of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, um, I have seen that you're an expert on that heart math too. And mm-hmm. um, I've learned about that from um, a gal that runs a circle that I, that I attend on a regular basis. Um, can you talk a little bit? Um, can you tell the listeners about that? Cause I think that's a really awesome tool that people can use to help with their meditation, right. And reducing their stress. Right. right. When I uh, did find Dr. Heidi Hanna with uh and, and went through the stress mastery coaching program, became a fan of heart math because it, it's a great biofeedback device to, to give yourself to see if you are practicing in the right way. And for me, I have the device actually right here on my desktop because I use it all the time. It is a way of having your heart and your brain connect. And actually there are certain cells in your heart that are called the heart brain and they communicate more with your brain than the brain communicates with the heart. So your heart actually leads with how you feel. And when you practice this um, sustained breathing, like, you know, slow, deliberate breathing, actually what heart math coaches us on is a breathing in for the count of five and exhaling for the count of five and just trying to be very, very mindful of the breath. And then when you can think of a, 
an experience where your heart swelled because you were so happy. Like when you re you don't just think about it, but you start to feel how you felt. Like uh, there's a couple of images that come to mind. Like when I was on a family vacation and we were at the beach and it was the perfect weather and the surf was coming and just like how happy I felt. I can literally feel like my wet bathing suit and my feet in the sand and just how content I was at that moment, the gratitude that I felt. Or, you know, another time, it was shortly after my heart attack. Um, it was the summer after my heart attack. We went to Yosemite and it was my proving it to myself that I was back in the saddle and that I could do things. And just the joy of being up there and like, um, it was kind of crazy. There was a, another person who was probably really inspired and he howled like a coyote and I answered back <laughs> and my family just was laughing. They're like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I am just so happy. And I like, I think of that, my heart swells. And then what happens is your heart and your brain get into real coherence and you can see it on the app with the HeartMath device, and you're you're on your way. It's like a it's like a 300 different scientific studies have been done, and these are all published studies that show that when your heart and your brain are incoherence, not incoherent, but in coherence, you are on your way to really being more in control of your mind, of your stress, and just, you know, being happier. Yeah. And it's lovely. It's a lovely way that uh, you describe that. Oftentimes we, and what I'm learning through one of the mindfulness-based stress reduction course I'm taking now is that connection with our body. I know for myself and for others that I've heard from in this, you know, sometimes we go on this autopilot and we don't really just kind of shut off those feelings to our body. And I know that I've led from my head so much as opposed to leading from my heart. So all of these are wonderful um, things to help us reconnect with our body, with our feelings, with our heart um, to, like you said, you're on our way, you're on your way then to better health, a better life, a life filled with joy and happiness as opposed to a life filled, you know, with stress. Right. And I know that you've gone on to, again, change your focus a little bit for that health and wellness coach, but um, you're helping people now with this, you know, with this business that you or what you learned with stress, right? Yeah, one of the biggest frustrations that I had with being a health coach was the lack of commitment, or it's like, why aren't people following through? And what I realized is just like with my own self, it's your, your mindset. And I think that I can help people with the root of a lot of their problems if they can learn how to live more in the joy and the more fully in life. And uh, you're not ever going to eliminate stress. In fact, stress can be good for you. Um, but to have it be balanced and transformative for good instead of transforming it for bad. And so when you have more of a handle on your mindset, then everything else comes so much more easily. In fact, you know, a lot of your health challenges may go away because you got your mindset straight 
So, uh, yeah, I just, that's why I just decided it was like my challenge for myself too. And as I learned more and more, I just wanted to teach that to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I interviewed someone a while back who's on my team who had a lot of difficulty with infertility. And um, uh, although that she did have some, again, health challenges and with her hormones and things like that, so much of it was her mindset, she said in the end, you know, and that when she changed that, things just really adjusted and she was able to get pregnant and, and go on to have three children. And it's a really, it's a, it's a great um, episode. And I'll post that in the show notes to just link over to that if you want to listen to that. But I couldn't Mm -hmm. agree more. Mindset is so, so important for us. And that's the way we should start. Although Mm -hmm. just referencing back to the beginning, as we talked about, again, leading from these are my goals, my financial goals or things like that. When we lead with that, it's not necessarily the best place to be, we can lead with that mindfulness and that being grateful and happy and other things can, can balance out and follow from there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, where can they, um, just great, great information. Thank you for sharing and, uh, with us. Um, where can they find you, Audrey with, um, and, you know, again, who would be that person that you're, that you're, you know, most, um, not most likely to help, but, you know, kind of who are you really working with and helping these days with, with your business? Yeah, well, I am, I, I really enjoy working with women, though I work with men also. I'm looking for people who are committed to making a change, and they need some help and guidance to do that. And who I like to work with, because I was there, I like to work with professionals who have, are balancing a lot of different things and want to come back into a more appropriate balance where work doesn't consume you or some, like everything should be in balance. And so that's who I really want to work with. People who are committed to a change yeah. and, and that have stress going on. And I know that I can help them because I've done it myself. I walk the talk. Right. And I, yeah, we, I talk about that often is that we, um, when we've walked a certain, you know, a certain experience, if you will, I mean, we become experts by experience, right? And so you've become an expert on that and you've learned how to master your stress and to live a healthier and happier life. And um, we can be that, you can be uh, that living example to others that it's possible. And then you can provide, you know, you can offer that hope. To others that there's right. a there's a different way. Yeah, and if somebody's interested in connecting with me, they can find me um, if you go to audreyweidman.com forward slash offerings, you'll see like the different types of coaching programs and courses that I have. And I'm always available for a 15 minute free consultation to see if I'm a fit and you know with you and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, And I'll put that in the show notes too, so that people have a way to connect with you. And I'm so, again, I'm so grateful that you shared your story and I'm so grateful that you're in a better place with your health and your happiness. And, um, and again, I know that a lot of the listeners had, you know, took some great, I took lots of notes and just, again, some, just a great, great reminders, because again, you know, that I'm on the journey too of working with my stress and, um, 
dealing with that mind, you know, working with mindfulness and meditation every day to, um, because I know the stresses of life are not going away. Mm-hmm. Um, but just again, great reminders of how we need to put ourselves first. And um, when we do that, we can, you know, live a life of happiness and um, contentment, regardless of what's going on around us. So thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate all that you shared. Thank you for having me, Moira. Yeah, you are welcome. And again, thank you to your list, the listeners who um, have listened today. Appreciate that. And if you know of somebody that really is going through a lot of stress, please do share this episode with them so that they can hear the stories of hope too. Um, and get some get some tools for their tool belt. We always talk about that in this podcast of things that we can learn and we can put in our tool belt so that when we come across certain things um, that we need help with, we can grab those tools that we've learned to master that are in our tool belt to really help us um, live our best lives. So again, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. um, And just know that there is hope there um, that we can, again, show up differently. We can live our best lives and really live a a life of um, happiness and uh, contentment. And um, again, thanks for listening. As Audrey said, too, if you want to connect with her, do connect with her. If you want to reach out to me, I offer the same thing, just a time to chat on the phone to see if there's a way that I can help you um, just, again, do things a little bit differently so that you can live a life of health, wellness, and happiness. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook, so head over there and search for Juggling the Chaos of Recovery Podcast Tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story, a story to share, a story of recovery and hope? Please let me know, as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded, collaborative, and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you that you're worth it.